This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's the 0-2. That's pulled left side to his left, the third baseman Breckman. He's got it. Throws on the move to first in time. And there are two outs. This is another Astros podcast. How good has Colin McHugh been, man? He's got an ERA under one now. It's been very impressive. Keeps them off balance with all three pitches. You don't see a lot of relievers with three pitches anyway, do you? Yeah, that's right. Here's a 3-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a breaking ball. And Malik Smith is the third strikeout victim of Colin McHugh in two innings of work, a 1-2-3-8. Well, you know, Rob Roberts, sometimes uh, the player of the game or the unsung hero is the player that keeps you in the ball game, gives you a chance, and that's what Colin McHugh did. Two shutout innings, striking out three. George Brinker pinch running for Gaddis at first, represents a tying run with two outs in the ninth. Rays leading 3-2. First pitch to Marlon Gonzalez is grounded sharply. That is right at the third baseman. Robertson goes to second for the force, and that is the ball game. The Tampa Bay Rays even the series at a game apiece as they defeat the Houston Astros 3-2. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Doug White, Astros a bullpen coach. First year as uh, the bullpen coach for the Astros, formerly a pitching coordinator uh, in the minor league system for the Astros. And You've gotten around a little bit. You've been to most of the American League stadiums now. Bullpen's kind of a unique animal. you got the fans right there, sometimes not saying very nice things. Of the bullpens that, that you've been to so far at the visiting stadiums, which one has been the toughest to deal with in terms of the fans, whether it be the proximity or or maybe some of the not nice things they're saying. I think actually I've been pretty lucky so far because we haven't had too many issues. Mm-hmm. Seattle was kind of interesting. You had some some people holding their hands up in certain ways that you probably wouldn't want your child to <laughs> to see. Um, yeah, but for the most part, uh, I've been pretty lucky. I heard uh, Boston could be kind of interesting. Yeah. We haven't been there yet, so uh, we'll see. So far, so good though. Has it surprised you the level of engagement, if you will, that opposing fans have with some of the, the bullpens around the league? Yeah, I do find that interesting. It, it, for me, it's just kind of interesting that a grown adult would actually take the time <laughs> to come on down to the bullpen and say the things that they say repeatedly. Yeah. When you're getting, no, like, there's no return, nobody's acknowledging you or whatever. And uh, actually, that, that reminds me of something in Cleveland. There was a dude in Cleveland that was, wow, it was, it was quite interesting. But it's funny because you, know, you got kids that they're doing it in front of their kids and stuff. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Are there ever times, and maybe there's one you can share that's somewhat family friendly. Are there ever times where you hear someone say something and you think, hey, that, that's pretty clever? Because I know most of the time it, you hear the same stuff over and over again or it's just not very clever. Yeah, I, I, I can't recall off the top of my head right now. But, like, yeah, there has been a, a definitely a couple times. And. When they do say something, like I'll, I'll just look up and go, "Man, that that was pretty good," or or I'll you know I'll say something funny back. Uh, but even even the guys who are like ribbing the most, if you just look at them and, and smile or give them a ball or mm-hmm. like a 
some seeds or something like that, then they they like become your friend right away anyway. So it can can always can always bribe guys in, in that regard. <laughs> Want to ask you about uh, CNL Perez uh, recalled uh, this weekend and um, uh, poised to make his his big league debut. And a guy you're familiar with, being obviously a, on the minor league side for for a number of years. What can you tell us about him? Uh, well, small body left hander really. Yeah. Uh, he's ath- he's athletic. He moves well. He moves fast. Um, uh, but he has uh, great ar- uh, arm strength, uh, especially with his size. Um, you know, he could be a guy like 94, 97 if it's all clicking for him. Uh, the slider is his best off-speed pitch. He can throw that to both bat sides. Uh, and he might throw that upwards of 84, 85, 86 if he's really, uh, really cruising. Uh, we're trying to develop the changeup get him to respect that and really want to use it because if we want him to be a starter we feel that's going to be very important and then the curveball he'll use every once in a while but really the biggest ones is that four seam fastball getting it to where he wants to in the zone uh, and the slider Perez coming up working out of the bullpen he's been a starter in his pro career has some relief appearances but uh, how do you help a, a young guy like that make that transition to a role that he's not all that familiar with? Well, I think uh, a lot of it is is AJ and Strami. Uh, they understand that. They know that. So they give me the call with plenty of time for him to yeah. get going. Because I, I think the the mindset can stay the same because you, you got to compete the same way when you go out there. But as long as he has enough time to get loose, I think that's actually the biggest part of it. Do you think it helps to have some top pitching prospects? Obviously, you want to develop guys as starters, and Perez potentially a starter long term, but does it help to get some of those guys some relief appearances in the minor leagues just so they at least have an idea of what that's all about? Well, we, we uh, purposefully uh, created our plan the way we um, use the starters in the minor leagues. Uh, we purposefully have done it in a way where they do get um, mid-game starts, if mm-hmm. you'd say. So the, the, they have times where they start a game, they have time where they finish a game, um, and they have time where they have their own game. Um, so it's all all put into the program, and so they've they've already had relief experiences from that. Doug White, Astros bullpen coach. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Julia Morales, the field reporter for the Astros, works with AT&T Sports Southwest. <laughs> so, Julia, we've been doing this since 2013, and the Astros go into the American League. Right now, they've won 447 games in the American League. How many do you think they've lost? What? I don't know. It was a lot there in the beginning. 447. No way. Yeah. Wow. 500 team now that we you've been covering. Fun, yeah. Good job. You're so mediocre. <laughs> we have finally worked our way back. Yeah. We've gotten back to 500. What was Crandall, Texas like? Small. It's up there by Dallas, right? Southeast of Dallas. Uh, if anyone's heard of Mesquite, Forney. Forney's a good football oh, yeah. school. Yeah. Um, a baseball school. Evan Gaddis actually went there for a while. It's about seven miles from there. There is nothing there. No stoplights. Mm. There's a Dairy Queen. There's a big four-way intersection that gets, you know, little traffic sometimes with maybe three cars backed up. How many people did you graduate with? <laughs> Around 90, but, you know, uh, Crandall's small, but there's a ton of even smaller, you can't even call them towns, they're just areas okay. where people live, and so we made up the high school. Um, but, yeah, Crandall had about 2,000 people when I was there. Dad's on the city council. Uh-huh. Watch out. Um, yeah, good times. I like going back. I, I like, it's so peaceful. I mean, you just... It's yeah. so quiet when you go there, and there's. How do people left. make money? They farm. They drive to Dallas. Oh, okay. A long commute to Dallas or the surrounding areas, but no, not really any farming. There's nothing going on in Crandall Sparky. 
So get here early yesterday, and you're twirling around on these catwalks here at Tropicana (laughs) Field, and you've got the manager for the Astros hanging on to dear life, white knuckling (laughs) around there. So tell everybody what you're doing. Is it part of the weekly show, or is that part of the pregame show yesterday? Yeah, on Astros, base is loaded every week. There's a – well, we try to add our – it's called covering all the bases interview and we, we do it for the pregame too so you'll see it on the pregame but you also see it on the weekly show and we try to edit it up differently for that but um it started you know just me and aj in the beginning mm-hmm. and fridays we would literally cover all the bases whether you know it's just the series that weekend or what was coming up or what was going on behind you know and, and the team's so good it was all you know all, all these things are positive that we're talking about but it was funny because the team was winning so much it was it just became redundant. Like, how like good Ryan. is this team? Yeah, you know, like, your yeah. team's so good. Yeah. What can you say about them this week? Mm-hmm. So we started to get creative. I, at one point, I think I went out to BP with them, and we did it out in the middle of BP, so balls are just flying by <laughs> us. <laughs> and I'm, like, hoping that he's going to protect me out there. But that was fun. And then he wanted to show me his route that he runs at Minute Maid Park. Okay. I don't know if you saw that one, but he runs every day at Minute Maid Park. In the stands. Early, yeah, early yeah. in the stands. So he took me through his route. So I ran with him, mm-hmm. and then we did an interview. And you're interviewing while you're huffing mm-hmm. and puffing. Oh, yeah, we're out of breath and yeah. doing all the stairs. And But that was cool, you know, just to see what his daily routine was like. So, so he so hates the vanilla stuff. It became yeah. a challenge. And so this year, I've, you know, we've, we've eaten pizza in Chicago at a yeah. great place. Um, we went to the Negro League Museum here recently Can't and did it. it there. And he's got so many stories and, and everywhere that we go. Yeah. You ask two you know questions, this, you right. get 20 minutes out of it. And it'll be, you know, there's always a great story. So, of course, you know, I want to take him up to the catwalks. He's down for it. That's and then right. he tells me he's afraid of heights once we get up there. <laughs> and I also wanted to know about the ground rules. It's funny, they, you know, the line of exchange, they get there, and then they look straight up. And they're just looking up for a few if minutes. So if I can, it hits this ring, Exactly, this yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on here. So uh, that, was, that was all interesting to learn this week. Last thing with Julia Morales. I've got to ask you. Because a lot of people are wondering, how did you get into your, your business, what you do uh, for a living? Ooh, well, it started when I was young, and I really wanted to be in TV. So, you know, honestly, I've, I had my eyes set on a career, whether it was a reporter, just kind of being on TV somehow. Um, so I, I, in high school, I was thinking that way. I was looking at colleges. I went to a junior college first to dance at Kilgore College. I was a rangerette, but there was a paper that I wrote for. I went to UT Austin, and then... That's where I studied broadcast journalism. So I was actually taking classes to learn how to be a a news reporter, and then I did a sports internship So at a a local TV station there in Austin, and I found out that I could be on TV and talk sports. I was just like, this is is awesome. It's just a combination of two things that I wanted to do. So I started sending out tapes, demo reels, and and did stand-ups in front of the camera, and and (laughs) they were terrible. They were so bad. Please don't go look those up. Hi, I'm Julia Morales, Crandall High's class of 2003, and after leaving home, I graduated with a bachelor's in broadcast journalism from the University of Texas at Austin. From there, I pursued my dream to work in television, which has landed me here at KYTX CBS 19 News in Tyler. Like most industries, the TV biz is one you work your way up in. Here in East Texas, I'm the weekend sports anchor and sports reporter, and I'm living the dream, covering the Dallas Cowboys and other pro teams, collegiate sports, and of course, high school football. After getting my feet wet here, I hope to move up markets, maybe back to Austin to cover my Longhorns on a day-to-day basis, or who knows, work sidelines for ESPN. The sky's the limit, guys, so get ready. There is life after high school. Okay, I'll make sure that we don't put that on there. You got my word. Uh, but, you know, at 21, 22 years old, I started looking for jobs and landed in Sherman, Texas, a very wow. small yeah. market covering high school football and tomahawk competitions. I mean, random stuff. Right. 
but you had to learn how to be live. You had to learn how to how to write stories, how to edit, Make and that's what I did. Yeah, exactly. So I did all that early and just worked my way up, and, and now I'm here with you guys. What are we doing? How did we get here? How will you make it on your own? <laughs> no, but I, I, I hope you get over your shyness. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's Julia Morales, AT&T Sports Southwest. We'll be back with more of the pregame show right after this. You might just make it after all. The Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 